Hey, let me show you something. Come on. Come on. Here, have a look at this. Right here. All right, it's Monday, um, May, 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 May 14th. My credit card payment was due yesterday. Happy Mother's Day. Um, actually, my credit card payment was due is, is due Saturday for my Amazon credit card because I have two, two cards. Because I got a $100 reward when I joined, and I was like, well, fuck, <laughs> I need to buy Christmas presents this year. That was like two years ago, and it's actually pretty good. You get a, you is get it a good, good card? Rewards. Yeah, you can only use it at the Amazon store, but <laughs> but still, it's like it's it's pretty good. It's good. I recommend. You get it. any discounts or like cash back on it? Yeah, you get like five percent. Dang, five percent cash back on all purchases. Pretty damn good. You can do like uh, you can like uh, split payments up if you buy something big. Like I bought a camera, expensive camera, so I split the payments up. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty sad. This is not an ad for Jeff Bezos. Does not need an ad. First of all, that motherfucker. Um. So yeah, let's not forget about that. Uh. Well, shit. Listen, Angel's not here after that video came out. What What's going on? Oh, know, after the beefing. About? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beef. Me and me and Angel. Angel's a little bitch. He can't fucking show up. Mm-hmm. He's too fucking afraid to, to so show up. So salty, bruh. He's soft, dude. He went he went what? Like two and two and seven? His only wins were against you. Yeah, and I was throwing. Oh yeah, okay. You were you were one and <laughs> no, the eight. second the second one I was messing around too much. And now that's true. like I threw that. But that third one he actually did beat me. Yeah. The second one I if I didn't go for all those ceiling shots, then <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have still won that game. I was just you got too around. cocky. You got too cocky. Mm -hmm. You flew too close to the sun. <laughs> okay. This fucking guy. If only the garage door was flat, then it would always bounce down. Well, that's that's the fun part about the playing in the garage. That when you hit the garage, the top, it's not always gonna go straight back down. It might go mm -hmm. this way. It might go that way. You might hit it up and like you're just and it doesn't even look like it's going to hit the table until it hits the top and then it hits the table and you get a point i mean that's that's the beauty of it um those of you who don't know who aren't following on instagram uh me and me and angel are beefing right now uh we got into a little skirmish angel wouldn't shake my hand after i swept his ass i destroyed him i beat the absolute shit out of him i bent him over my little knee and i spanked him on the bottom for being a bad boy okay that's what i did um i humiliated him so uh yeah we're going into week two a couple weeks no no games on mother's day 
Don't forget your moms. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Layton, are you gonna say? Are you gonna say Happy Mother's Day to all the yeah, Happy Mother's Day for all the mothers out there. The milfs? <laughs> no, all mothers. <laughs> now, Layton only says Happy Mother's Day to the milfs, um, and to his mom. Don't forget to. I don't know. I mean, it's the day after Mother's Day, I guess, when this is coming out. So, mm-hmm. I hope you didn't forget your mom. That would suck. That would be sad. Um. But uh, you know, I'll go. Why don't I uh, just read over the the records here? Um, so right now, where we're standing, Kevin Steinfeld is in the lead. He has a, a small lead in um, point differential over my dad. They're both nine and zero right now. Me and Jackson Greer. I'm literally my point differential. I'm one point behind Jackson. Um, I'm six and three, and he's six and three. Angel Ochoa and the newest player, we have a new addition. Um, he's going to be our eighth player. He's replacing Rafi. I'm sure some of you um, noticed that Rafi was not on there. He was indicted in the Biggie Cheese murder recently. So uh, he's not going to be in public for a while. Angel and the newest player, Michael. Um, fuck, I forgot his last name probably in the email that I sent uh Michael Scarlett he's a two and seven I think honestly yeah I think he's gonna be behind Angel on point differential um and then Leighton Verhill and Ivory Upchurch are tied for seventh at the very bottom of the division um do you have anything to say about that Leighton I mean let's let's talk about that first I mean so yeah, I should have swept Angel all three games. Um, I'm I'm capable of it. I just you know didn't show up, didn't do it. Um, I'm also kind of surprised because Ivory is better than me, but he obviously had a tougher first week than I did. Yeah, he kind of drew the wrong card. He he did have to play me in replacement of of Rafi. If you know mm-hmm. we kind of found out at the last minute that he wasn't able to come. So we put in some people. Jackson got Carla, which was the most unfair thing, I think, in the history of that tournament that that Jackson got to play Carla because Carla literally scored – she didn't score 10 points in the entire three games that she played against Jackson. So um, clearly unfair. But you know what? It's week one. It's not like we were deciding any seeds. So I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. Um, yeah. And I beat I beat Ivory. Actually, I did lose one to Ivory, so um, I'll give him that. But yeah, he lost I'm thinking Ivory will work his way up in the standings. Angel will work his way under me. I don't know how good Michael is, but I'm not sure either. I'm curious how he's going to be. Kevin is very good, for real. Kevin is very good. That that was one. You know, I'm I'm after that. He first, week, ruled me. He did. That was hilarious. I couldn't believe it. I I was astonished, even for you. Eleven to zero. That was sad, Leighton. It was sad. I would be a little humiliated, honestly. <laughs> like, are you gonna show up next week? I mean, that's that would be the one thing I would understand. You just forfeit. You say, you know what? I got mercy ruled. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just punt on this week, and I'm gonna move to next week and try to be the first number eight seed to win the title. 
falling down is expected. Getting back up is mandatory, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I want to be bottom seed so I can, when the tournament happens, I take out the tough guys first, and then it's just a cakewalk. Yeah. Cakewalk to the final, you know? Um, Some of the... uh... Some of the key matchups for week two that's on the 21st. We might live stream week two. I want to I want to experiment with that. Um, but uh, t- let's see. A key matchup here. Kevin Steinfeld and Jackson Greer. Um, they're two pretty good players. Mm-hmm. Um, me versus my father, Armin Boyajan. Father and son matchup. The rematch. The rematch. Championship final. rematch. Uh, you guys, you and Ivory... Do not play each other this week. I made a few changes. Um, I... So, yeah, you play... I play my. Oh, you play my dad. Jackson. Oh, you're going to get your ass Yeah, your dad. This is going to be ugly. Because your dad likes me, so he'll let me win. No, he won't. He will not let you win. Uh, let's see. Another key matchup. Uh, man. It's not. I guess it's not that exciting of a week. Week three is going to be more exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I would say right now, just looking ahead, me versus Jackson Greer, um, you versus Ivory, big matchup. Yeah, I think that'll be a big matchup. Uh, me versus Kevin, week three, that's a big one because mm-hmm. I got swept. That was ugly, but I was within like four points every single time. It was 21-17. We were going back and forth. So, And I was down like 10 at one point, and I stormed back. So, you know, I'm, I'm right there. Uh, Last game of the regular season, Angel versus I. That's, that's a big one. Him. That is a yeah. big one. Because that um, might determine um, which one of us is like bottom or seventh seed. That could determine a lot of seeding. Uh, it's you. So I, I'm already seeing how it's split up right now. It's. I'm not again. I'm not sure how good Michael is, but he's going to be at a disadvantage. He's two and seven. He's uh, four games back of me right now. It's going to be split up. Really, Kevin, my dad, Jackson, and me right now are the top four. Just I'm talent make wise, my way well. through. <laughs> not not only like record wise, but I think talent right as at the very moment, mm-hmm. talent wise, those are the top four. Cream of the crop is already rising. Um, I'll show that the cream truly rises to the top. Just, just give me a little bit of time. And then Angel and you guys are going to be fighting for those bottom seeds, but that doesn't mean like the bottom seed can't make a run at all. I'm not saying that. I believe yeah, in all you guys. Run. But I do like the competition because there are two levels of competition and each level is like a fierce, very close together and skill level. So it makes for very good uh, documentary watching. And we're also in talks with two different venues as well. One is an actual um, basketball stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, Here, I'll drop it in the private chat here. Well, I I read the email. I know. um... Oh, I'll drop. I'll drop the one one too. Interesting. I'm in talks with them right now. Is it like a you know, paid situation? Or I'm not they... sure yet. We're, we're, we're still figuring out the details of, of what's going to happen when, cause they have a, 
they have an event, they have a, a couple weeks long event going on in that time frame, but I don't know if it's on the weekends. Gotcha. I'm hoping it's not on the weekends. So um that would be tell really them, cool though. Tell that. them that we'll toothbrush scrub the entire gym floor after I did I did write in the email. I was like, can you guys like have some cleaning supplies so we can clean up after? Like I want to make sure we leave that place spotless. Mm-hmm. But that would be really cool. That was the last time that was the last school I genuinely kind of enjoyed, to be honest. Sarasota High School was meh to me. It's too big, in my opinion. Yeah. What do you think, Leighton? Was Sarasota High? I yeah. Mean, I, I just kind of showed up until I didn't have to anymore. Yeah, that was my experience. That's, uh, I did not just almost name drop. Nobody knows what I was about to say. Um, but <laughs> but uh, the other one that I'm talking about, I it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. um, NFL schedule dropped. Big news. Yeah, the, the people who actually get excited about it, like, you're fucking nervous, dude. Shut up. It's it's a you know who you're playing. I saw your comment on the strength yeah, of schedule yeah. post. Oh my god, I can't stand that. The the strength of schedule before the season even starts is the most moronic statistic anybody Eagles, ever puts out. And they do Eagles it every year. Eleven and zero with the toughest schedule. So good, so good. It's fucking insane. Like the like the Jets are a terrible team, or they were not good last year. So they help the strength of schedule for another team, but they might be pretty good this year. So like it, it matters. It does not matter at all for anything. It doesn't even gauge if your team is good because like, let's say, let's say, let's just say the Colts go 17 and 0. It's not happening. I mean, it's, it's Anthony Richardson. Come on. But no, a thousand years. The people will point to the strength of schedule at the beginning of the year. They're like, look, you had a soft schedule, but that literally doesn't matter. You didn't play the team from last year. You played the teams from this year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's dumb. I, I lose my mind every time. It fucking infuriates me. Um, Sports Illustrated also did like a top best games of of the year. It was the worst list on the planet. I mean, just... The, the idiots working over at Sports Illustrated. Let me, let me find it here. The Eagles have some big games this year. Yeah, you guys play the Chiefs. You play the Niners. All right, so listen to this. Ten best games on the 2023 NFL schedule. The craziest one here, number one, Jets versus Patriots week three. That's kind of stupid. Any game inside of week five – it's just they're not great games. The teams don't know who they are yet. You, you never really know what the team is going to be. I mean, it's crazy that they would put that. The next one, you ready for this? This is insane that they put this. Falcons-Panthers week one. That, that was number two. Really dumb. two. Number two of the ten best games on the 2023 schedule. These are all just like mid-team play, mid-team, but they're in the same division. The next so one. That's why it's. Next yeah. one is again. It's crazy that it's number three. It could maybe sneak in at top ten, depending on how good this team is. But Jaguars versus Chiefs week two. I think that's a valid 
top ten, but not third. It Just could maybe be valid, but the Jaguars, we don't know what they're going to be. They could have been. Yeah, a, but they still had a pretty good game against the Chiefs for the playoff last season. No, I so know, but this it would be a game, fun game to see. What if they win? What if the Jaguars clap the Chiefs? You no. know, Patrick Mahomes got his brother in prison. They're not on the Colts. Line. They're not the Colts. The Colts always beat the Chiefs. They're not the Colts. Number four, number four, valid. Eagles, Niners, valid. Mm-hmm. Number five, valid. Bengals, Bills, perfectly valid. Number six, get ready for this one. This team is also most likely going to finish as one of the worst teams in the league. It's Ravens, Texans. Week that is a one. Week one, September 10th. Week one. <laughs> week one games are never good. Yeah, like that they're is not really dumb. They're not great. They're they're not top ten. Um after that, Commanders, Cardinals, I, week one. How, how in what? Can you explain that to me? Two of like terrible teams. The Commanders have Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett as their two quarterbacks. The Cardinals I mean, are they going to have Kyler? I mean, he's got his – he might fucking sit out because he's just so sick and tired of that team. God-awful. Number eight, and I agree this is a terrible game. Patriots-Colts in fucking Germany. I mean, first off, don't get me started on the international games. Don't even get me started. You don't like them? The fact that we're taking away a home game from another team – for them to go play in fucking Germany because the Patriots are the designated home team. So they have to, they lose a home game at Foxborough and they have to travel across the world to go play in Germany. Like that's the dumbest thing in the world to me. I don't care that, that it spreads the game. Like Roger Goodell already wants to put teams in Europe and the Jaguars might go there to Europe. It's a realistic possibility. The Jags play two straight games in your in uh, England this year. Did you know that? Um, they need. I saw like a theory that they should add a four-team like European division. That's what they're gonna do. That's what Roger that would be wants. fun. But well, like, what's, don't send a, an American team over there? The problem is they're going. If they do that, it's gonna fuck up the travel for everybody. Because true. those European teams, they're going to come over for like six weeks at a time. They're going to play six straight away games. They're going to practice in New York. It's insane. This is the best way to do it logistically. And then the American teams are going to have to go over there at some point for six straight weeks. Let's say maybe a team has to play the entire European division that season. Well, they're going to have to go over there and spend four weeks in another continent. I feel like I feel like they could wait it enough to be like each team has a European game each year or whatever. It just varies the opponent. And so the European teams will play like each other like way more than the U.S. teams play each other like in their division. But then they'll all play the American. But the problem like with that a is quarter of the American teams. 
the problem with that is if you do that, then people will point to any time a European team maybe makes the playoffs or, or goes to the championship. They're like, well, they played the same three teams all year on just repeat. So it's not it's not the same. It truly is. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. Their record, their like win loss record would be like just bogus. It wouldn't matter, but they yeah. would still be the best of the European team going to play at the U.S. Well, that's this is what this is why they just need to do NFL Europe again. They need to bring it back. That was a thing in the two thousands. There was a European football league sponsored by the NFL, kind of like how the XFL is now. Like the NFL is partnered with the XFL. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be a whole league over there where they just play football and the, you know, the NFL is involved with it to try and grow the game of football over there, but having a four team, I mean, it's just, they care more about soccer over there and that's fine. They can love soccer. If anything, put over an entire 32 team league in Europe and then the winners play each other for the world Super Bowl. Like the the entire Super Bowl is U.S. versus Europe. That would suck though, because the U.S. team has to win every year, or else Um, I don't care, Layton. I don't care. I want you know what? We could send out the scrubs. Actually, I don't agree with that because rugby players are badass. There's a lot of rugby guys over there that could beat the shit out of our football players. I I'm not scared to admit that. I don't know. I think it would be cool to have European teams join the NFL. Or even like how soccer is in England with like there's multiple leagues where the top three get promoted, bottom three get demoted, stuff like that. Well, that's what they should do with like the XFL. That's yeah. what the XFL should be there for because they don't want teams tanking. The NFL doesn't want teams to tank. They should still yeah. get – I think that team should still get the number one pick in that year's draft. And like if you're finished dead last – but you're sent down to the XFL and you got to yeah. play against the XFL, but you have the number one pick. So maybe you can get back better, you know, or you can get back quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I got a little sidetracked. Plus how the fuck do you put Patriots Colts in Germany? That is still a rivalry game. Even for Colts fans, that's a rivalry game. I mean, you're, and it's at 9am well, Yeah, ever since the plate gate. No, sir. <laughs> No. You're still mad about that. No, I, I agree okay. it was the play game was bullshit. But the Colts are I, I need to make sure that you're serious. You know the Colts and Patriots was a rivalry before that. I didn't know they were a rivalry, but I was just making a joke about the Brady versus I know Manning? it's not because of that. Oh, I know I have heard of those names before. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, those two guys did not like each other. Since like the early 2000s, and even before that, the Colts were rivals with the Patriots when the Colts were in the AFC East before there was a realignment. There was even a cheating scandal by the Patriots where they uh, it was snowing in a game against the Colts, and they brought out a snowplow to remove some snow so their kicker could kick the ball, and that's illegal, apparently, which I think is a little bit like whatever. That's that's not the that's not like the biggest cheating scandal the Patriots have been involved in, but uh, <laughs> <coughs> Deflategate. Um, so yeah, putting a rivalry game in Germany is fucking stupid. Broncos Raiders Week One, September tenth. 
mean, that's just. I feel like these games are to see like, oh, these are questionable teams to see where they're they start off at because it might gauge how their season goes. But it's, yeah, it is dumb to choose. Those are not the top. Those you know teams. what game? You know what game isn't even on here? Or uh, the last one, Packers and Saints. You have Jordan Love versus Derek Carr. <sighs> oh, that'll be exciting to see Derek Carr on the Saints. I literally forgot about that. But Packers versus Saints, that is yeah. not a top 10 exciting game. You know, there's a there's a big one they left off this list. What's that? Chiefs-Bengals. Chiefs-Bengals is like arguably the most exciting game this season. What about Chiefs-Bills? Another yeah, the one. Super Bowls will never get. Eagles-Chiefs. Yeah, I'm excited for Eagles-Chiefs. I mean, you know what, Layton? You want to do a draft of your favorite games? Quick little, quick little five-pick draft. I don't know all the games that there are, though, but I know what a couple would be. Hold on. Let's – maybe we'll just name them. We don't have to exactly draft them, but let's – well, first off, well, one of the biggest games um, is uh, opening night. You know what opening night is? What's that? Chiefs-Lions. <laughs> Lions are finally getting some respect, baby. Oh. Oh, I I want them to respect the Lions. The Lions are making the playoffs this year. Okay. That's a valid take. I mean, they they are. It's guaranteed. All right, let's see. You know, I pulled up the Buccaneers schedule trying to be a loyal fan, but it's like the Buccaneers are going to lose 90% of these. It's so Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and then they picked up a backup quarterback from the Rams, too. So now we oh, they got a uh, – what's have his three name? backup quarterbacks. John Wolford. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I mean, B- Bills-Jets. That'll be an okay game. It just – listen. Every year there's like this – when when a quarterback goes somewhere else – like a big name quarterback, there's always this hype of like, oh, he's going to be awesome. Like we did it with Russell Wilson last year and we did it with Brady, which that was correct to, to get hyped over that. But I guess I'm a little jaded now um, after the Russell Wilson thing. I don't really trust older quarterbacks going there, like middle-aged quarterbacks like Matt Stafford going somewhere else. I'll trust that a little bit more because they won the Super Bowl that year. That was a loaded team. But I feel like the Bills are just going to fucking steamroll the Jets. I mean, even that year that that Stafford was there and and the year Brady was there, like they stumbled out of the gate. The Bucs weren't awesome in the regular season. The Rams weren't fantastic the regular season that they got Stafford. So Mm -hmm. it's – I'm not excited for a game because it takes a while for those guys to get used to each other and get into sync. Um, not Baker I think, Mayfield. He just needs 24 hours. Yeah, that's all he needs. That's it. <laughs> Imagine having all these hours. Baker Mayfield, the way he played with just 24 hours versus having 
more than 24 hours. You guys are going to the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, but week one, I guess I, I, I think the Lions and Chiefs is going to be the best game. I'm going to buy in the Lions. Uh, let's see here. Chiefs-Jags might be one of the better games in week two. Colts play the Jaguars week one. We're going to fucking kill them. Not in Jacksonville, though, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, man, there's some stinkers. Jets are going to beat Bills again. Jets are going to beat the Bills? Yeah. When? Week one? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Uh, there's like Chiefs Jets week four. Again, it's kind of mad to me. Just that Jets green is so, ugh, you know, it just looks like it's, it, you look much slower in that Jets green, in my opinion. Um, Dolphins at Bills can't be a bad game week four. Buck Saints, that'll matter a lot to me week four. No, brother. What? If I mean, fucking guy. You know, Bucks are going to be trashed, but they still can compete for a playoff spot. The shit bowl. <laughs> uh, week five, Jags, Bills, Cowboys, Niners. Cowboys, Niners is just a great color matchup. You know the red, the red and the and the gold versus the silver and blue. Great color matchup. Um, They've also Seahawks? got Chiefs Vikings. What the week Super five Bowl could have been last year. Oh, that's yeah. true. Um, Seahawks Bengals. I think is gonna be a really good game. I'm also a believer in the Seahawks. <laughs> Let's see. You know Monday Night Football. They always Thursday night and Monday night football games just always suck to me. Like there's always there's been a few good ones, like very good games, but overall, I think the majority of them kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, Eagles, not bad. Niners, Vikings. I'm kind of excited for that one. Uh, week eight. Let's see. Bengals, Chiefs. I mean, that's that's the number one. That's the number one. People are saying Texans versus Panthers. Oh, it's number one versus number two. I don't give a fuck. All right. Bengals Chiefs is 10 times better. Week nine, Bills Bengals. What a great fucking game. Mm-hmm. Dolphins Chiefs is that week two in Germany, which is stupid. Um, stinker, stinker, stinker. So oh, Eagles Chiefs is uh, week 11. Yeah, that's the Monday night game. Mahomes has only lost once on Monday night, and that was that game against the Rams when they combined for over 100 points. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, like, we, one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah, that was, like, one. that was probably the greatest Monday night football game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, week 10, Lions at Chargers isn't, isn't going to be a bad game. Two really, like, high-powered offenses and just terrible defenses. Uh. He's the end of the year for the Eagles. Gets great, great. Week 12, Bills versus Eagles. That's um, Is that on Thanksgiving? 
They're also doing three Black Friday games this year, too. They're just fucking taking over. I love it. I I want football every single day. I want it Thanksgiving weekend. I want it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because I'm not getting up from the couch that weekend if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commanders, Cowboys sucks. Packers, Lions. It's a Thanksgiving game, you know. That, that, that is like a true Thanksgiving game to me, Packers and Lions. Especially the colors. Week 13, Niners, Eagles. Uh, Chiefs, Packers, I guess. Week 14, Bills, Chiefs. I mean, good Lord, that's a great game. Eagles, Cowboys will probably be pretty good. A good divisional matchup. Um, Patriots, Steelers is always good. I've always liked Patriots and Steelers games. Even though they're probably not going to be great this year. Uh... Cowboys at Bills will most likely be good. Two high-powered offenses, one good defense, one awful defense from the Cowboys. Um, people are going to hate me when I say that, but I don't know. I don't believe in the Cowboys. Uh, week 16, Ravens at Niners. It's going to be all right. I'd rather <laughs> – the Browns play the Texans again this year, which is hilarious. Uh, week seventeen, Bengals versus Chiefs. That's the only. That should be the only game. That's more than good enough. And uh, week eighteen, Bills at Dolphins will be good. Chiefs at Chargers, Vikings at Lions, Steelers at Ravens. I mean, very good games. So uh, I'm ready for the Colts to go seventeen and zero this year. Super Bowl bound. It's interesting considering the Bucks are going 17-0 and they play against the Colts. Oh, I, uh, I didn't know the Bucks are going to go 17-0. I thought they were going to go 16-1. <laughs> no. This is just such a sad show for football fans. Like, Just imagine having to listen to a Bucks and a Colts fan talk to each other about football. I'm an Eagles fan. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? Jump off a bridge, Lee. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We finally did it. Good job, Leighton. Did you watch Goodfellas? I did watch Goodfellas. Clap it up. Angel isn't here because he's, uh, I don't know, he has to work out. What a fucking bum. What a <laughs> bum. All right, let's, uh, let me let me pull up our little Google Drive thing here. I did put at the bottom. Oh, you have a topic. I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Season 16 comes out this next month. Pretty hyped for that. Alex, have you ever watched It's Always Sunny? Yes, I watched it when I was like 12, I think. Dang. You got to watch the uh, whole thing, bruh. It was – I remember I got to an episode where people were zombies. It was like kind of early in the show, I think. It was a very disturbing episode. I was disturbed at 12 years old. People were zombies. People were either, they were zombies or it was just a very disturbing episode to watch. And I was like, oh man, this is really weird. Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch this. Oh, it might've been the 
Maureen Ponderosa Wedding Massacre. Let me see here. People are calling that the zombie episode, but it could have been something else. I don't really remember that episode. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Yeah, I see a clip here, too, of Danny DeVito in the dark. Dang. I'll have to rewatch that episode now. I think I would be fine now, but back then I was disturbed. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, the gang is going to cook some meth? Yes, there is an episode with um, Brian, Walt, and Jesse. Brian which... Cranston and uh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Are they, they're not playing Walter White, right? I have no idea. I I only I, don't watched, think, I saw like, like I saw like a clip or something. I don't think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, congrats. Yes, I'm excited. I gotta finish Better Call Saul season six first. Is that the last season? Yeah, I just rewatched season five, and I just started season six today. But I only got through like half an episode. Dang. Dang. And I had to watch Goodfellas because I'm like, I'm running out of time. <laughs> well, let's talk about Goodfellas. So, yes. Well, I, again, we had the categories. I'm going to get rid of the categories. It kind of. I feel like for this focus. movie, the categories are pretty good. Well, it's there. I want them to more be a guide of, of kind of what yeah. you should be thinking about more than anything. Um, Goodfellas. A lot of people consider it the greatest mob movie. I'm, some say The Godfather is. I've never seen The Godfather. That might Maybe. be one we have to watch at some point. I, I should see The Godfather. You know what? It insists upon itself. You get that reference? No. You don't get that reference? It's, is it from Goodfellas? No, it's from a Family Guy. Okay. So, somebody asked Peter, like, they're like, oh, you've never seen the God the Godfather? And he goes, it insists upon itself. They go, what are you talking about? It's a great movie. And he just keeps doing that, and they keep fighting with him. Like, they stop whatever they're doing, and they fight with him over it. He's like, I've never seen it. I've never I've never seen it. Never seen it. Um, Goodfellas, first off, it's one of those movies that, personally, I can rewatch a million times. It's a very rewatchable film. Um, you kind of know... As soon, once you, as soon as you turn it on, let's say you're flipping through the channels and you turn it on, you know exactly where you're at in the movie, like immediately. I've probably seen it 20 times in my life. I'm not somebody who turns my personality into the character, though. I think a lot of people romanticize it a little bit. I personally think it's a little overrated. I do. I don't. I think for me, it's not the most rewatchable movie um however it's definitely like more so than like a goodwill hunting was or whatever because i mean it did move along pretty steadily but it still was a movie kind of have you ever seen scarface no i haven't that's another one i gotta see yeah i mean it it felt kind of like that um whereas you kind of just watch a guy do his thing Um, well i feel like when they when he gets out of prison i think it drags Almost. I feel like those are two separate movies in my eyes. Because when he gets out of prison, that's when he starts getting coke from his guy in Pittsburgh. And that's Mm -hmm. when he goes almost independent. And I feel like those are two different movies. I feel like I could watch him go to prison 
and almost feel satisfied with myself. Like they could have stopped the movie right there and I would be like, all right, like it was a good movie. I still enjoyed it. But well, I, I saw because I wanted to watch what someone else had to say about the movie. So I watched like a YouTube guy review it. And he said that that part of the movie, because the first half is like his, um, I guess, success and acceptance in the mafia. Yeah. And then the second half is his demise from it. So that's I think that around that prison point is where the whole movie kind of flipped yeah, script. I think I think him going to prison could have been the all right, he falls basically. Like that's like his and again, a lot of people are going to disagree with what I have to say. It's I don't think it's a very popular opinion among a lot of other people. But I don't give a fuck. It's just something I don't enjoy. Like I don't it's not that I don't enjoy watching somebody fall, but it's he's almost a completely different character. Henry Hill is he is a i mean he was a real person all these people are real people it's based off of henry hill's book um about his life but i think the first half where he's on his rise i think that is one of the most perfect movies just the first half i could completely do without the second half i could really watch some guy fall into drug addiction it's like uh like, oh, brother, it's a, it's the same thing, basically. I've seen it in hundreds of other movies where somebody falls into drug addiction and their life falls apart. And then he rats him out. Like, awesome. Cool. Like, that's that's not cool. Seeing him rise in, you know, from a kid who's working at the in the sandwich shop, rise all the way up to this high ranking mobster. That's pretty fucking cool. And then, you know, he, he gets popped. Um. But I, I guess we can kind of go through the movie as, as you know, it progresses. So I, I think that that opening or the scene where they're going through the restaurant and they're introducing people, you know, he's like, you know, he goes through, there's a the music playing. That's personally one of the greater like intros, intros to different characters. I mean, it's a fantastic way they did it. Just the one shot going all the way through the restaurant. It just, it it gives you the vibe of, of what they're about immediately. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also gives uh, you like the scope of their operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not just, Oh, he knows the doorman. No, it's, he knows everybody. Yeah. Oh, there. he knows fucking everyone. Yeah. And they all know him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talks about, Kind of in, in the very beginning of the movie, it's uh, it's a young Henry Hill, and you know his dad beats the shit out of him for you know hanging around the the cab place. So uh, he was making a ton of money at the time, and even as a kid, like as a young kid, he was selling cigarettes illegally. You know he was doing all this shit. Um, he apparently in real life, with whatever gift he would buy his father. His father would not open it because he knew it was like dirty money. He knew it was mob money, but he also knew there was nothing he could do because if the mobsters wanted Henry to work for him, Henry was, they were going to make sure that he worked for him. It, it almost like, to me, this kind of shows when, when older people talk about the good old days and they show like some, these mobsters beating the shit out of a mailman for delivering letters <laughs> It's like, 
Like, it, no, nothing ever happens. Like, nothing ever happens to anybody. Like, it, word doesn't even go around. Like, oh, these guys beat the shit out of this mailman. It's like, brother, that that's what you want? Like, nowadays, that would be on camera. And kind of rightfully so, that would be put out into the world on social media. You know, I kind of... I, they just can't... They shouldn't be doing shit out in public, in my opinion. <laughs> well, now, instead of the mob, we have... The government. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you woke, Layton? Are you woke to? Yeah, don't tread on me, yo. <laughs> yeah, we've uh... got the government lingering over me, saying what I can and can't say on Roblox. Like, come on now. Oh brother. Um. <laughs> and then going into. Uh... So, and again, obviously, the very, very first scene was them killing who we find out later is Billy Bats. You know, mm-hmm. he's they're beating the shit out of a guy in a trunk. Um, that's one of the more iconic opening, opening movie scenes ever, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that was a good opening. It really I got think you hooked right away. Almost anybody can look at that scene and know instantly what it is. Like, the very first frame. Like, if you sit, let's say you sit down... And like my dad will put on a movie and I see like that opening scene. I'm like, Oh, it's good films very easily. Um, so, uh, Oh, let's see here. So uh, also the, um, the Copacabana scene when he's greasing everybody, you know, they go down. Remember when he goes on the date with, uh, his future wife, um, mm-hmm. Karen, and they're walking down and he walks through the kitchen. He's greasing everybody. He's handing everybody a 20. That's again, like one of the greater scenes in movie history. Just that, that single shot, the straight shot going down. He's, he hands every, I want to be able to grease somebody. I don't think I could do it. I feel like I would be a little too awkward. I'd be like, uh, here, here you go. Here you go. Like I would, I couldn't just be like, here, man, you know, hand him a 20 very, very discreetly. And then walk away. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I've had uh, guys out at the state park. Like, if I carry firewood out to their car or whatnot, they'll try to, like, grease me. But it's just really awkward. That's more of, like, a tip. It is a tip. But it's, like, I've had some guys who, like, they try to palm it and, like, shake my hand and give it off. And, yeah, it doesn't ever turn out great. (laughs) I want to be able to go up to somebody and just like be like, hey, how you like, I feel like for me to do that, I'd have to call the restaurant ahead of time because like I would want like I would want like a back room. Right. Like how he has it. Like he has a connection. He walks in immediately and he probably like shakes the guy's hand with a 20 in it. Goes, hey, man, you know, and whisper something in his ear. I want to be able to do that. That would be badass, Right. That's but it, it's a, that's why it's a movie. Um, and then when Karen asks him, like, what do you do? And he goes, I'm in construction. She goes, you don't look like you're in construction. He goes, well, I'm a union delegate. It's like, yeah, he's a fucking union delegate. I'm sure he is. As you're sitting, like, right in the front row at the Copa fucking cabana. Come on. Seriously. But, I mean, she's smart enough to know. Um and then uh, when, so they, you know, they introduced Tommy DeVito as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, Tommy's a psycho played by Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci plays 
a fantastic psychopath. Just somebody I completely think, off the hinges. I think he got best actor for this, I think. Let's see Let the check. awards here. Uh, 96% of 107 critics have given the film a positive review. Yeah, he Accolades. won Best Supporting Actor Yeah, for um, Goodfellas. Oh, Lorraine Brando? Or uh, Lorraine Bracco. Oh, she was um, Lorraine Bracco. I think she was Karen. Yeah. She played. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Martin Scorsese nominated for Best Director. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture as well. It lost. I wonder what happened that year. Huh. Let's see. Who won that year? Because I think there was another big one that came out that year as well. Oh. It was uh, Dances with Wolves with Kevin Costner. There were a lot of movies though. There was Ghost and the God. Oh, the Godfather Part Three was terrible. I've heard. Dances with Wolves won a lot. Holy shit. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So they introduced Tommy. Um. And as you're going through the movie, you know, you really realize how much of a psycho he is. Um. Mm-hmm. So Billy Bats, which who we kind of saw at the beginning, we didn't really know that we saw him though. Um, he gets released from jail. He's a made man from the Gambino crime family. And Tommy, I, he knew Tommy in a past life before he went in. When he comes mm-hmm. out, he's razzing on Tommy. He's busting. He's busting his balls, and he's talking to him about how Tommy used to shine shoes. How you know he was just being a dick to Tommy, and Tommy was being a dick right back. Um, well, uh, Jimmy, you know, basically kind of distracts him and Tommy comes in and kills him at the end of the party. Just fucking crazy. I mean, it's complete lunatic. <laughs> They're just beating the shit out of him. Um, Robert, I think Robert De Niro plays, I mean, everybody plays their characters. Fantastic. I think the actress who played Karen does a great mob wife. I mean, she's constantly just accusing him of shit. And obviously, um, Jesus, uh, Ray Liotta is just a complete dickhead in it as well. <laughs> I mean, just cheating on her constantly. And he's like, I remember when they're in the bedroom and she, he goes, Karen, you're being ridiculous. When she's accusing him of cheating, he's like, I'm going out. Shut up. Like, it was like, dude, you're being such an asshole right now. But you can't help but laugh at him because it's a movie. But he's, you, you just feel for the girl but it, it's almost like tiger woods in my opinion it's kind of like tiger like tiger was constantly cheating on his wife but like how could you miss it at that point that you put up with it for a while until you don't and when she's sitting on top of him with the gun pointed at him while he's like waking up mm-hmm. what a fucking scene she delivers that perfectly he's fantastic he's laying there like karen i love you put the gun down like, you expect him to just go crazy immediately. But he's like, I love you, Karen. Stop. She's like, you're a fucking cheater. You're a fucking liar, you know. <laughs> and then he just loses it on her as soon as he gets the gun out. Great scene. 
Fantastic scene. Um, let's see here. Let's go through this. Uh, oh, so you know the dinner scene when they go to um, Joe Pesci's mom's house? Yeah. That's, that's uh, Martin, Martin Scorsese's, Scorsese's mom. mom. Yeah. She yeah, plays it well, too. too. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic in that. And she's like, she's like talking to Henry Hill. She's like, you don't talk much, do you? And he's like, mm-hmm. no. And <laughs> there's just a fucking dead body in the in the trunk of their car. Mm-hmm. That poor mom. Um, and then, uh, so the, the scene where Tommy kills or shoots Spider first. So my dad's friends call me Spider for that reason. Oh. I've always been called Spider is like a little nickname because whenever I was a kid and they would hang out, I would like get it, you know, I would get them stuff and, you know, they maybe like throw me a buck or something when I was young. Like That's I grab, cool. you know, I grab them a beer from the fridge. I grab them like a soda or whatever. They just throw me a buck. They're like, here you go. And then I started getting called Spider. And at first I rejected it. I was like, I don't want to be fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a neat and little. Now I've been, now I've just been accepted. I've accepted mm-hmm. Spider. Like I'd say, there's a good ten to twelve people in my life that call me Spider regularly. So it's a cool little anecdote about myself. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to read this. Oh, so then, when? Huh. I think. Now we're probably around the prison or shortly after. We're or... we're right before they actually go to Tampa. They go oh, to yeah. the Tampa Zoo. They swing by Raymond James. <laughs> Watch the Bucks lose a game 40 to nothing. <laughs> uh Henry's sent down because of what happened with Karen. She finds out that he's cheating on her and you know she holds a gun. And Polly is basically like, you need to get control of your wife because she's gonna she she might ruin the whole operation. So, because um, Henry's been staying at, at the girlfriend's house, his girlfriend's house that he's cheating on his wife with for like a few days. He hasn't gone home. And Karen has been bothering Paulie and Jimmy, trying to be like, you need to find him. Like, where is he? You know, why isn't he coming home? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Paulie sends him down to Tampa with Jimmy. They're going to do a hit or they're going to collect some money. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is. The guy that they're collecting the debt from, the money from, his sister was an FBI informant. So she rats, well, he rats to her. She tells the FBI, a lot of people get in trouble, (laughs) like Mm. deep shit. They go to jail. And that's where the famous scene of, you know, they're cooking dinner in jail and they're, you know, everyone, everyone's greased. Everyone is, they're mob cops, basically they're bad cops. It's like this is ridiculous. Like these guys are fucking. They're getting lobster tails, or they're getting steak, they're getting wine, they're getting bread, they're getting cheese. It's like that would be kind of cool if somebody could like create something like that. Like imagine creating a hotel, like a Goodfellas jail style hotel. That would be cool. For like a couple weeks, you're there. Like maybe like a week or two, you and the boys just hanging out. You get like all the amenities that you know. Maybe like modernize it a little bit, give you video games and TV to watch. But basically, like you're you've greased all the guards. 
they give you all the food you know that's that's pretty fucking cool like that's a great idea somebody should do that we should do that let's do it Uh, (laughs) our prison hotel great business idea um so in prison um karen has been so what happens in prison is if your husband goes to prison the mob loses all connection with you while you're in jail they're not going to help you financially you're not making any money um so henry makes friends with a guy from pittsburgh Henry has Karen smuggle drugs into the jail and he'll sell them to some guy from Pittsburgh, basically, which that helps him get some money for his family. When he gets out of prison, sees the squalor, basically, that they've had to live in. They're living in like a small apartment with three kids. It's not ideal. Hmm. Um, so eventually, uh, Henry expands his cocaine business with Jimmy and Tommy. Even though Paulie said not to get involved with it, don't get involved with drugs, it's stupid, blah, blah, blah. Um, along with that, Jimmy organizes a crew to, to um, make like a, a very large heist, $6 million heist at JFK Airport in New York, correct? I think, yeah, at JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, at that time, it was the largest heist ever. Um, this guy, the hell was his name, Maury? Maury was the wig guy. Yeah, Maury. So Maury kind of helps organize it. He knows he knows some information about it. Um, and he's just a little fucking just ugh. He's he's an annoying little pest. You know, he he's he's gambled with Jimmy before. Jimmy's come to beat the shit out of him. Then Jimmy owes him money because you know, I guess he won some of his bets and Jimmy wasn't paying up. Well, he gives Jimmy the tip. Jimmy says, all right, we'll give you a certain percentage, whatever. They complete the heist. You know, they steal the $6 million, um, like Trump's $6 million or $1 million loan from his father. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, everybody involved in the heist, they're stupid. They go out, they start buying extra- extravagant shit. They're buying cars and coats and Jimmy loses his mind on everybody. He's like, what the fuck did I tell you guys? Mm-hmm. Don't buy anything. Why would you buy anything? Like, don't be stupid. They're going to catch on to us. Um, well, Maury comes into the bar when they're celebrating and is like, Jimmy, where's my money? I want my money. Jimmy, you got to have my money. Henry talks him down. Maury ends up having a good time hanging out with everybody. Well, he thinks. Um, Jimmy had a plan to kill him one night. He was, but you know, they're playing poker. Maury, I guess they ended up having a good time that night. They say, Oh, Maury, you know, let's go out. Let's go, let's go to a diner or something. Well, they kill him in the car. (laughs) How did they kill him? I didn't, I didn't understand. Do you remember that scene? He stabs him in the neck. Yeah. But what did he stab him with just like a, a knife? I couldn't tell what he did. I think it was a knife because, yeah, I don't think he, like, they didn't really show him, like, putting it in or pulling it out much. But I, I just kind of figured it was a knife. Yeah, it was gross. So, um, th- yeah. Uh, after that, um, let's see. So, Henry, uh, 
just kind of reading this off Wikipedia. Um, Jimmy goes on this killing spree. No, before that. Oh, well, he did have... Jimmy had a lot of the uh, people killed. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, you're right. He had a lot of the people that were um, involved in the heist killed, including small cameo. Well, he wasn't a big actor at the time. Who am I going to say, Leighton? You want to say it? Small cameo. I, I'm not sure who it was. Sam L. Jackson. Oh. He was, uh, what the hell's his name? Um, I mean, it was, he wasn't in it very long. He was Stax. He was the getaway driver. So he was supposed to, supposed to drive away in a truck. Oh, I didn't recognize that being You didn't? I mean, he was young at the time. You don't, I guess you don't really recognize him. He was really young. He was was really young. That was one of his big, that was one of his first roles. I think one of his first kind of major roles in a major film. Um, mm-hmm. but Stax, obviously he fucked up instead of driving, you know, instead of doing what he's supposed to do, he went and got high with his girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they kill him. Um, Tommy then finds out he's going to be a made man, which is a lie because they wanted the, the original made men wanted Tommy dead. Um, which was a part of retribution for killing Billy Bats, who was also a made man. You got to do it. I mean, you have to. Um, in that world, I guess, you got to kill him. By the 80s, uh, Henry has developed a drug habit. He's super paranoid. Sees helicopters flying around. He's like, look, they're fucking following me. They're following me. Um, because that's what happens when you're a drug addict, most likely. Um he eventually gets arrested and incarcerated. Um, Karen bails him out, but he tells her that she flushed 60K worth of coke down the drain because police were coming in. They are raiding. She, had not, she didn't know what else to do. Um, you know, the FBI would have found it. Um, they had no money left. They had nothing. Polly feels very betrayed. But uh, Henry goes to him basically as like a last resort. He's like, you're all I got. Um, And Polly gives him $3,200 and says, now I got to turn my back on you. Mm -hmm. Another all-time line. Great, fantastic delivery. It's truly, I mean, he shows like he's heartbroken. It's like a father that's like, you know, you're a drug addict. I I can't anymore. Like, you're going to kill me, basically. Um Jimmy, Karen actually goes to Jimmy eventually and asks for some help. He goes, okay, yeah, you know, um, I'll try and help you guys out. You know, I also have some dresses, you know, some beautiful, I think they're Armani dresses just in the shop down the street. Well, not not a great neighborhood. Jimmy's like watching her walk out and walk down to the shop. He keeps like pointing like, go, go, you know, go into that shop. And she just sees two men in this like very dark shop. Jimmy was probably going to kill her, most likely. Like, it was expected that Jimmy would have tried to kill her. But Karen runs away. She says, no, I, I got to go. I got some. I left the kids with my mother. I can't leave them for long. Um, Karen is freaked out, but she doesn't really tell he- um, Henry. But I think Henry kind of knows. Um, Henry ends up meeting Jimmy at a diner. Um, 
and Jimmy asks him to travel on a hit, but he knows that Jimmy will kill Henry if he does mm-hmm. go. So he says no. Um, after that, Henry Henry's done with it all. He's like, fuck this. Becomes an informant, rats on everybody. Um, I think Jimmy ended up, the real Jimmy ended up dying in the late 80s in jail. Um, you know, sends pretty much everybody to prison, and then he's in witness protection. But he actually, in the real story, he got kicked out of witness protection because he kept giving his name away too many times. He kept, like, telling, he would, like, get drunk at bars, and he would tell the bartenders, you know who I really am? I'm fucking Henry Hill. I'm a fucking gangster. Like, idiot. Moron. He just I respect too stigma. And he, and he kept, like, contacting some of his old gangster buddies. He was still trying to deal some drugs, you know, hustle people, stuff like that. Like, he wasn't a great witness protection person. So, um, what, what can I even say about the movie? I mean, it's still a great movie. I, I still don't really like the end, how it could have been wrapped up a little better, I guess. Um, I just personally didn't like the second half. Um, the music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I mean, there's so many big names in it too. I mean, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro. Um, fuck, I I, I always forget his name. Uh, Ray Liotta, R.I.P. Um, I mean, Frank Sivero. Uh, who else is in it? Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Samuel Jackson, small part. Uh, what else? I mean, there's just so many, so many people. You can't. Fantastic movie. Um, I think everybody delivers a career performance as well. Like you could put, you could look at every single big name actor, like Robert, except for Samuel Jackson. I mean, it's a small, small performance from him, but. Look at Samuel Jackson, not Samuel Jackson, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta. You could say those are all those guys' best performances in any movie. It's very easy to say that. It's an all-star. It's like it's like the greatest. Fo- it's like fo- it's it's a '90s Chicago Bulls: Rodman, Pippen, Michael. Like those those three. And they delivered their best possible performance. I still don't like how how it kind of wrapped up. I'm gonna give it an 86 out of 100. I was kind of stuck between like 80, 85 range, so I'll just go in the middle at 83. Wow, I, you went a I little lower than me. Well, I don't I don't have any problem with the movie. I just personally get attached to movies when I get attached to the characters and like none of these characters because i wouldn't be a mobster in the there's first no place. redeeming quality for them either like i don't really yeah. see a redeeming quality yeah like you look I, at them yeah. and it's like there's no i mean they literally talk about how jimmy will kill anybody for any reason like he'll look mm-hmm. you dead in the face and he'll smile at you and he'll be like you know he's a very likable man but at the same time he'll kill you like that so it's like None of these people have any sort of redeeming, like he, even Henry, and he's like the main character, or he is the main character. And it's like, ugh, like he's still a scumbag. Like, 
even, I mean, Paulie, scumbag, because he's literally leading the organization. You have to be a scumbag to lead them. Mm-hmm. No matter how good of a person you are, you're leading scumbags. You're a scumbag. And then so. Karen and her family are Jews. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm kidding. That was kind of funny when she goes, "No, you got to cover that up. You got to cover that up." And like they just had like the most stereotypical Jewish parent, like older Jewish people. Yeah. Where is he? You're a husband now. You can't be out all hours of the night. And then like he immediately walks back out. He's like, "Oh, brother." <laughs> mother-in-law moment she was like god i wanted i they should have they should have put a hit on her honestly she was one of the worst one of the woats um yeah uh guess that's our goodfellas review it was good i i feel like if it was if it was just the first part of the movie that i enjoyed Right after they, if they eliminated the right after going to jail, I would have given it like a 95 or a 96. Like it's that good of a movie to me in the beginning. But then it just gets, it gets, because you almost, you do fall in love a little bit with the characters at the beginning where you're like, Jimmy is just this like nice, cool guy. But everyone just it seems like they all take a downturn it's like oh well he's actually a scumbag and which i guess that's probably the point of the movie but i would have almost rather them just cut it cut it off my opinion i yeah i feel like they're different um i guess this movie reminds me most of scarface because that's like the only other like I don't know gangster movie. I know from that era, they're they're very different movies. But like, I kind of liked Scarface more because the the main character was more from humble beginnings than you know juvenile delinquent um, Henry. And also, the whole movie was kind of just about like um, throwing away everything um, when it means trying to get to success. Which I'm like, okay, that's a pretty good, like, theme or whatever. But then, like, obviously this one kind of had a similar thing, but it just felt more because it's based off a true story that it's just this guy's story. Well, they could have almost, I feel like they could have split the movie into one and two. Like, they could have done Goodfellas 1, Goodfellas 2. The beginning is Henry Hill's Rise, and then they go to jail. And then, but they could go deeper into that. Obviously, they could make it a longer movie and then go deeper into the second part of the movie. Because also, the fact that Jimmy Conway is like a secondary character, I mean, he's obviously a main part of the movie, but he's not the main focal point. You could do a, you could do a, a whole movie just based on Jimmy. Like, Jimmy's a real guy. You could do, he has such an interesting history behind himself that you could do a full movie based on that. I mean, I know they they weren't doing the Goodfellas verse back then. <laughs> MCU Goodfellas universe. <laughs> Jimmy but takes on Thanos. I I saw I was watching Parks and Rec the other day, and it I came across the episode. I don't know if you watched that show. I have. No, you're not a fan. It's just whatever. 
it's like it's a good movie to, I, or a good show i'll just turn on and you get some laughs out of it andrew luck's in it like twice which i did not know that he's well so i also barely know what andrew luck looks like shut the fuck up there's an episode um <laughs> sort of relevant. there's an episode where <laughs> where they have like bachelor parties for all of them and chris pratt's dream bachelor party is to catch a touchdown at the super bowl with the colts and they obviously can't do that so one of the guys is calls in a favor the super bowl no they call in a favor they go to lucas oil and like andrew luck reggie wayne is there jim ursay is there looking like 20 years older than he really is and then there's another episode where like pawnee does a they like partner with the colts to um do some sort of kids thing and like andrew luck is there um colby fleener was there i think i want to say colby fleener was there uh robert mm. mathis was there adam venetary i think reggie wayne was there too a lot of guys were there very cool um but there was a scene from there where um it's a separate episode where pat noswald who's i don't know if you know who he is he's kind of a well-known actor he plays kind of goofy parts but he plays a uh, somebody who f- who's filibustering at a government event and he tells a story about star wars and then it you know they cut to the middle part of his filibustering and he's like and that's when darth vader opens up the boom tube and that's how the avengers meet star wars <laughs> and then the entire multiverse is open and i was like that's something they would do like absolutely they would do that i hope not you know they're gonna do that at some point like they're gonna run out of ideas in 20 years and they're gonna I don't be think like they will because like because they're completely because like star wars is a galaxy in our universe and just like they because then star wars would have been affected by like thanos's snap and all this jazz that happens no but there's the multiverse now so there's many different universes with many different things yeah but star wars is a separate universe i don't think they can exactly there's multi-universes there they can in 20 years you know no like a separate like comic entertainment universe that, like but you know how star disney wars, works star wars is not a separate universe from the one we're in it's a galaxy far 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 away it could and be happening right now in 2023 either way they're going <laughs> they're going to find a way to make that happen you know yeah, disney yeah. will in 20 to 30 years That's when they run much. out of comics i don't think they will i don't think they will i think when they run out of shit to do they're gonna. They're like, well, we can't restart because this generation still knows Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and you know they're gonna piss us I off. Think basically, it's, it's more beneficial for them to keep them separate. It's more beneficial for them to combine them because they're gonna combine literally their two largest entities. It's financially more beneficial. I'm not saying they should do it. Like as a comic book fan myself, they should not do that. I think it's something they might do. I don't think they ever will. And I think it's stupid. Um, I think you're stupid. No, because they can they can have Star Wars Park, Avatar Park, Marvel Park, all this jazz. They can have these Star Wars spin-off shows, these Marvel spin-off shows, these Avatar but spin-off shows. I'm saying they if might have com- they if might they have combine like- them all, now it's all like bogus. And it's just one universe. They might have no, no more it's not one universe. They 
they might have them meet at some point. They might have to fight some larger entity together. Nah. I think you're wrong. I think Marvel will, I think Disney will sell everything out. They're, they're, they're complete sellouts. I actually heard Guardians of the Galaxy was good, though. I haven't seen it yet. I might see that. Bro, it's gotten very good. Marvel, dude. Oh, shut the fuck Every up. Every time a Marvel movie comes out, it's shut so up. good. I know it's good. What I'm was the last one that came things. out? You tell me. You're the one who keeps up with them. I don't know. I don't it was Ant Man Quantum. Oh, I, I still never. I still haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. I might catch it on Disney. You probably Plus. have it on DVD already. <laughs> <sighs> I might catch it on Disney Plus. I might. I might sit down and watch that. But uh, I. I actually. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Fuck you, Layton. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Rocket the raccoon, adorable. Okay. Fuck you, Layton. I like the part when he plays music that I like. Oh, the um, I hooked on a feeling. Is that the song? That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You like that song? It's fine. It's not like the music in those movies isn't music I listen to every day, but they are like, you know, fun songs. Yeah. Well, it gets. Honestly, it, it brings the eighties back to to like our generation. Yeah. Well, you know, the story and characters and stuff isn't gonna make anyone sit down to watch it, so at least they put some I've heard the story is very good, Clayton. <laughs> Shut up. Look at the silver dollar. It's a one dollar coin. It's disgusting, actually. It is you disgusting. Need to, you need to it's, clean it. Someone paid for it. Because it's been it. in your ear? Yeah. Gross. Alright, um... Next week, we're gonna do a female characters draft. Cringe. Female characters draft. I don't know if we should just do Skyler White. <laughs> oh, no! No! I don't know if we should do hottest female characters or just female characters. That sounds just misogynistic. Characters. Yeah, we should do just female characters. Because we'll we'll pick them for different reasons. Yeah. You know? I feel like Angel's just gonna take the ones he's most attracted to. Yeah. No thought in that head. <sighs> Nothing behind those <laughs> eyes. Alright, you ready for numbers? Oh yeah. I uh I don't think I added the number from last week. Oh my goodness. I know, I'm fucking you over. I don't want you to win. I didn't. Oh no! Let me look on the YouTube. I'll, I'll check on the what YouTube. A bum. I'll check on the YouTube. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll check the YouTube. Let's see here. We got. Not feeling the dee I'm high on believe. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, copyright. It was 52. 52 was the last one. We actually did two last week because we didn't do on episode 91. I'm listening to it right now. Angel said he was feeling 52 before he picked 50 or before he picked a different number. Bruh. I know. All right, let's what see. What was the other number from technically from episode 91? I'm actually I feeling. 
I'm feeling this. Well, maybe we didn't do double last week. I don't think we did do double. Maybe we did it the week before. I don't remember. But uh, let's let's do it. Let's do our little number wheel thing. Um, let's Actually, see. Should I do fifty-eight or sixty-one? Uh, I can't. I can't tell you. You're also you putting it in. You're also putting it in angels. Oh shoot. Twenty-nine. Same number. Angel is seventy-two, and Carla is still sixty-nine. I'm gonna go sixty-eight. All right, we ready? E. Three, two, one. Here we go. Big money, big money, big money. Spinning the wheel. It's lagging so much. 61. 61. What did I say, Alex? What did you say? I asked, should I do 59 or 61? Should have done 61. I don't know what to tell you. And then I got... Wait, did I say? Yeah, I did. I did. And then I picked 68. Alex, you're ruining this podcast. It's not my fault. You have, you're you a grown man. Because I was looking at all the previous ones, and there's been so many, like, from 50, 50-ish in the, in the 50s and 60s. Hmm. Maybe it's rigged. Could be rigged. Um... Dang, that's crazy. Okay. Uh, let me think here. Um, oh, I lost my, my first Tecmo Bowl game to the that's Bears. Fine. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'm in first place. I'm like a billion games ahead of the Bills in my division. 2023 or 2022 Eagles. The, the, no, it's not. The Eagles aren't winning the Super Bowl in Tecmo Bowl. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Well, no, um, you are the 2022 Eagles. Oh, I no, they I'm not the 2022 like 11, Eagles. I'm not. I'm not going to lose the Super Bowl though. I'm going to win the fucking Super Bowl. That's what the boys do. We get the boys moving. Are you? I didn't even easy? post. I didn't even post this. There's no modes on there. There's no easy, hard, or like pro mode. Sadly, I would put it on pro mode to be, you know, mm-hmm. but there's I no modes. I think you're playing on easy mode. There's no modes. Listen, I just got my ass kicked. I lost like 42 to 20. 42-21, maybe. My dad was laughing at me. Or 49-21. He was like, how could you lose by that much? And I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I think we play the Browns this week. No, Green Bay. We play Green Bay. Green Bay. Uh, check it out on the YouTube. It's probably already out by the time you're listening to this. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, beefing with Angel. Big yes. time beef. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, the whole nine yards. Share us with your friends, please. And uh, love you guys. Love you guys.